Everybody make sure to open your PC part picker. Oh, yes, I should do that. <laughs> I knew it. It's, it's funny, though, that they're kind of the only game in town. Nobody else is around to try this, to do this, other than an Excel spreadsheet. I don't know. How, uh, how much fidelity does the computer building simulator on Steam have? I don't know. We all got it for free, though, through Epic if you logged in on the right date so we could try it. I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't know that I ever actually clicked download on it. Please tell me I'm not the one that has to try it. <laughs> I am not doing that. So I have I have very little interest. I really you do. You you don't have to try it. Guess what? You don't. It's true. It's fine. It's true. And like we discussed last time, maybe uh maybe do things you want to do, and do things that you will mentally benefit from. And game PC building game maybe not so much for me in that category. 283? I think sure, that's a number. It's a, it's a number. A weight is lifted, you guys. <laughs> a, a soul... A soul... Either crushing, depending on your opinion, or... <laughs> uh, opening? I don't know. So, they, but with the doors of guff. Let's... let's, let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, four, four 4.01, just for a second, Ava, from last week. Do you mean 3.0 plus 1.01? No, yeah, 4.01. He was just do, he was doing the math for you, JJ. It's not the name. <laughs> Is that not what the author intended? JJ, did you, did you go with what the <laughs> author intended? Oh man, we had an experience with that, Michael, real quick. Uh, Tim Rogers released his new uh review his action button review for uh what was the game jj cyberpunk cyberpunk 2077 oh okay michael it's 10 hours long it's i heard you talking about i heard you talking about the time but i didn't actually pick up what the game was now that i know it's cyberpunk that makes a lot of sense it's so not, i think it is very important for everyone to realize it's while yes he is talking about cyberpunk 2077 for these 11 hours or 10.5 or whatever is it really about cyberpunk 2077 andrew uh well i mistakenly maybe i don't know it depends on your opinion chose for my first segment oh well we didn't describe this but no short answer to your question no it very clearly is right. not about Cyberpunk 2077. And neither are any of his other reviews. So, like, for people no, that are t- like, I mean, seven hour reviews, they're mm, mm, solid yeah, he about the game, but like, mm. solid 50% of the first reviews from this season one stuff were about the actual game, right? Like, Tokimeki Memorial. Talks about the game. Yeah, you talk about the game, but also you talk about a lot of stuff that is not the game. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael. His author intent, he makes very clear at the beginning, is that like Cyberpunk, you should only choose two of the five categories in the review chapters and watch them. Yeah, Interesting. He, made, he okay. made like six different stories 
and then a seventh wrap up. And everyone should do the first part and the seventh part, and then pick two of the middle ones. And that's how he thinks you should experience it, like a like the open world game that Cyberpunk is. And he tells you sort of like a one sentence description of the various parts, and then you're left to kind of figure it out. There's a very meta narrative happening, right? So the section that I watched was about basically a truncated quest line, <laughs> right? Which one did you pick? I picked five, which was mm. uh, sweeter the honey tunnel, wider the blast wave waste. Okay. Which was supposed to be about like all open world games. And he's like, I did, uh, this was an hour and a half, and then I realized that Cyberpunk is not an open world game. (laughs) So it ended up being like a 40 minute truncated thing, but it's kind of like a meta narrative about, you know, like each one of these things is a quest line, right? And some of the quest lines don't pan out in Cyberpunk. (laughs) And it's very like, so the, I chose uh, number one and number six and man, uh, some tonal whiplash between those two, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I'm i not done yet because I will eventually probably go back and watch all yeah, the other pieces. But there's no chance I don't. I will absolutely go back and just all watch it all. There's no way. And I think the, the wrap-up is really good. I have started it. Okay. I, I will say that, like, he lays out, uh, especially in part six and the wrap-up, a lot of hints about what his future stuff is going to be. And I'm very curious. Okay, cool. Well, that was unintended to discuss, but I'm glad we did it now. We maybe we do a little one after we've both watched all 11 hours or whatever it is. So in a month. In so a yeah. month, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I got to fit Dune in there still too. So you won't don't have forever on that. By the way, it will go away soon. Okay, I will get a month on HBO there. I will yeah. watch it now. Then uh, the priorities have been very hard lately. There's a little puppy under my feet. I'm trying to finish games. There's there's a lot going on over here. Uh, anyway, author intent, yeah. Uh, a 3.0 plus 1.01 is too much to say. 4.01 is even then maybe too much to say. I sat with Ava and our discussion about it, and I feel pretty good. But I feel like we we need to uh, get more emails about it. So, people, please. Yeah. You know, let us know. Let us know what you thought when you get through all of them. There's been one or two uh, messages about it, so we'll build up a few more and go from there, and we'll we'll do another episode on that, please, because I, I think it merits more discussion than we could possibly ever do. Yeah, there really is just so many things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get back into the normal swing of things. Normal. What is normal? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a normal thing for you. Food crime. Oh, no. Um, We have a segment on this show that we do once in a while about food crimes. Things like deep fried stuff that is bad. Inside out salads or whatever. I don't know. Crazy foods that should be foods. Right? Mm-hmm. I I want to postulate to the group um, because it is now an Instagram trend and you could take this whichever way you want and you could call it a crime or not a crime. 
How do you guys feel about giant versions of foods? So like I watched a guy make a giant chicken quesadilla. So he took an entire sheet pan and like made a chicken quesadilla by folding up 15 or 20 tortillas and putting them all over the pan and filling it up and making a huge tray out of it. It just or, seems like or, you know, the giant burrito with extra steps. Right, right, right. I mean, the food doesn't seem crazy, right? The giant burrito, right? Where you cut it with a knife bigger than your arm. And then each person only gets like a piece of it on their plate. So it's not really a burrito. Is that a food crime? Or is maybe the passing along of this thing a food crime? <laughs> like... I feel like it's it's wanton excess, but maybe not to the level of food crime. It could be a crime. I think you you get crime adjacent depending on how much you do it for the clicks. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, That's okay. Because I did this, it's like, check out the world's biggest burrito, one, 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 exclamation point. Like, you know, and then a bunch of other buzzwords to like get 700 hits on YouTube and TikTok or whatever. Then this is a crime. If you just had a really big burrito because you thought it was funny and served it to three people, you do you. I feel like it's not a crime if you're actually doing it for a party. So like those websites, maybe the Tasty and all those people that are like, here's how you make a giant quesadilla party tray thing. Maybe that's not a crime. If you're actually planning to feed 15 people with this chicken quesadilla dish or whatever, then okay, sure. Maybe it's not. But then at the same time, it's like, well, why not just make 15 quesadillas real quick? And it's probably faster. That's the thing that bothers me. Yeah. 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 And so, like, I feel like the crime is actually spreading it on the... So, it's like I've seen four or five people make the giant burrito, right? And it's all the same. No one's changed the recipe or said, here's how you do it better. It's just like, look, I made the giant burrito. I'm like, wait, no. Don't don't encourage this. Okay, so we're crime adjacent on giant foods. Guy Fieri is crime adjacent. I mean, that's kind of his whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice dude, though. Oh, wonderful man, I'm sure. And plenty of character witnesses out there will attest to his goodness as a human. Uh, and I'm not here to Im- impinge that, but his food always has tried to be irreverent and strange combinations of things you might not combine yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But like that said, I w- they opened one of those Guy Fieri ghost kitchens near us, and we ordered it. I remember one time, that. And it was like not that bad. I don't know. So, you know, even even though if it's crime adjacent, I'm not saying <laughs> is the is the ghost kitchen going to survive in the next five years? Do you think? It depends on if like restaurants truly recover or not, I guess. That's my opinion. Hmm. Like if, if people are all back to like full on dine indoors all the time, whatever, no prohibitions and no one is weirded out by it anymore, then they probably eventually go away. But, like, you know, for right now, I imagine there's still spare capacity in a bunch of those kitchens. Although, on the other hand, uh, do people want to do that job? 
<laughs> hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like ghost kitchens even for uh, like Wendy's, right? Wendy's has ghost kitchens just for DoorDash. Yeah. So, you know, I like, I think the answer is always it depends, right? And we're at such a weird, like the restaurant industry and the like service job industry is in such a weird nexus of stuff right now where like people learned that like they could just not do this. And maybe their life would be as good or better. And, uh, you know, hmm. makes you think, right? <laughs> hmm. would, you, would you want to be the person that gets yelled at in the drive-thru, even if they're paying you $14 an hour or 15 or whatever? I might not, you know? Yeah. Good question. All, all questions borne out by watching Ava, I'm sure. Hmm. <laughs> I think you, I think that's true, right? Like Shinji, mid, Shinji has a lot of thoughts about mid, uh, the wages being paid to the common man. I'm just saying, mid career crisis <laughs> is definitely a, a do you get back in the robot question. Oh, unquestionably. Should we let people behind the curtain, you guys? Should we should we take off the take off the mask and let people know what we really talk about in our uh, group chats when we're not podcasting? exclusive content <laughs> i'm sorry i gotta i gotta hear from both of you michael do are we letting yeah, are yeah, we letting people let's back give a, let's give them a sneak peek okay uh i guess that means we should label this component class <laughs> <laughs> um the hot topic in in our world has been is uh pc components are back they're starting to be in stock and people can buy them, including us. Sometimes. Some of us. <laughs> we, the royal we, <laughs> two-thirds of we, have been successful in purchasing some components, uh, including some uh, new graphics cards at MSRP, unlike uh, what the internet would have you believe is is reality, right? Did we uh, buy them at MSRP? No, no, you did not. No, MSRP did not. Is, is still well below where you purchased. Really? You think so? Yes. No. Oh, no, it's stated. I, okay. I know so. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> if you look, uh, Andrew, don't, don't do this because you will feel bad. Uh, but if you look at the announcements for when those cards were released and oh, the suggested prices. There's no, yeah, those prices have gone up actually, though. Since the announcement. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but not up as much as we paid. So. Yeah. But, however. I didn't pay a scalper. I paid a company to scalp me. Right. And somehow that's better. You're I not guess. wrong. It is better. But also. <laughs> hmm. uh, unfortunately, I think that we're headed into the age of graphics cards just being obsolete. The ones that are in some of our computers here. And uh, uh, the Intel and NVIDIA... CEOs have both indicated that this will not uh, end anytime soon. So if you can find a way to get a card, if you need a card, you might need to do it uh, when not try and wait it out. Anyway, uh, this inspired some chat that I think we should chat about because guys have been staring at computer parts for like days. (laughs) I've run into an issue to start with, and this could get us rolling. Okay. That uh, 3080 is a PCI Gen 4 card. 
sure is. This uh, motherboard only supports Gen 3. That's that's not enough gens. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna you have to. Pl- you need plus one point oh one, Andy. I need plus one point. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I'm just gonna clock out now. I don't. I'm, this is not worth. Good night, good night, everybody. <laughs> it's not worth fifteen dollars uh, an hour. Oh, so good. That's pretty good. Oh my god, uh, it's not enough. It's not enough. I mean, the throughput I think on Gen three is one twenty eight gigabytes per gigabits per second. Gen four is uh, double that, so one two fifty six. And Gen 5 coming on the new boards uh, with Z6 series boards, I guess, or at 6 series boards in general, uh, is uh, half a terabyte throughput on PCIe. So, woof, things are moving fast. The law of doubles, right? What is that called? It used to be called Moore's Law, but since has kind of not been a thing for a long time now. So It's kind of dead in general, right? The idea was originally the number of transistors on a chip would double, and then they kind of hit some walls related to power, and then they hit some, they fixed some stuff, and then hit new walls related to multi-threading, and they since kind of gave up. Fair point. So, the world is a scary place, because we're about to enter a whole new generation of chips. I think uh, Intel is entering the 12th gen and Ryzen is entering their 600 or 6000 series. I may be wrong about that. I think that's right. I think it's right. I don't think they've officially announced what they're going to call them, but that's widely expected to be what the numbering will be. Yes. Yeah. Have you guys done some research on uh, on the next gen of stuff that's coming other than what I just said, which is PCI 5, PCIe 5 is coming with that? With that craziness? The problem is that there's very little information out there about actual real world, like, because that stuff isn't out yet, right? The Intel sort of, Intel, uh, the Intel, wow. The Intel. Uh, <laughs> uh, Intel announced a bunch of stuff and like, hey, look at these cool benchmarks. Our thing is so good. And except you're like, but you picked like three things. I want to see all the other things and then also how it compares to the other things that are already on the market, which you notably did not do. Well, um, I like that. They didn't even answer what Ram did you test this with or <laughs> a bunch of other things, right? <laughs> yeah. And AMD just hasn't even shown anything other than it, yeah. like, you know, some, some vague numbers and expected prices. And you're just like, well, I know nothing now. This could be anything. It's uh, yeah, it's a weird world, right? These things are launching in this week. Supposedly, I think the 12,900 Intel chips, the Intel chips, DDR five, all the Intel boards, they should be launching, uh, two. Let's see. So this will air on the third, 11, three, 2021. 11-4-2021 11-4-2021 is when Newegg has the list for all these items going live. Yeah, just like I, I, I can't be this early of an adopter, you know? Like I yeah. just, I'm, 
I'm not built that way, man. I don't need to be this bleeding edge. No, neither. Same for you, Michael. Yeah, not really, because, you know, for me, there's there's always that a the period of working on bugs and b the period of proper support for the newest thing. Hmm. Okay. I looked at it at an interest at a I, I think I've landed where you're at, maybe. But my first fear when seeing how quickly and right all around the corner this stuff was was you know we built this computer that i'm on right now went in 2020 right and at that point i had said oh i'm gonna buy just the most recently passed gen worth of stuff and it's already like teetering on the edge of obsolescence you know the the uh nvmes are on a new generation with a new connector the RAM is going to be moving up to uh, DDR5. You know, like all this stuff is kind of uh, kind of crazy. If you buy last gen, it's moving really fast again all of a sudden. Um, the new chips are supporting so much. And I just was afraid when I looked at it initially, like, well, if you buy PCI Gen 4, are the GTX 4 series cards going to be Gen 5? And all of a sudden you like need to switch again? I, I suppose that's possible. But I think the thing that we failed to account for before is that, you know, okay, well, all this is well and good, but what is this stuff being used for and what are you doing with it in terms of games, right? And the big thing that happened that maybe we didn't think about is a new generation of consoles came out, all of which use this technology. Oh. Right, so the yeah. the the Gen 4 or uh, yeah the Gen 4 PCIe is in those that Xbox Series X and the P- PlayStation 5. Okay. NVMe SSDs are in both of those consoles. And I think both of them have GPUs that are or like around the level of something that you could get you know on a like 20 series or a low end 30 series. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong about that. Probably. I don't know like what the exact specs are and they're not the same because they're custom made and all this kind of stuff. But like in terms of the performance level, right? Like a like 2080 or 2090 TI and then, or like a 3070 or something like that. That's kind of where they're at in -hmm. terms of the console performance. And I think eight gigabytes of uh, video memory. And so, you know, that then becomes the baseline Right. That a lot of games target, right? And so then you see everything moving forward now to get 60 FPS, and that's the hard, that's the switch that I think we sort of didn't notice coming. Yeah, it came on, I think, right as the computers were getting built, right? The PS5 launched right then. Right, and then because of the rollout has, and all the other stuff that's happened, it's been impossible for people to actually get them, and so that like transition has been slower than it would have been had we actually, you know had it rolled out normally yeah i think uh it's important to maybe mention you know i i'm mentioning pcie three and four uh for some applications it's really important to be making sure you're like at the throughput marker but i guess nvidia probably doesn't think it's 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 only probably a few percent of loss maybe they probably didn't with the 30 series cards get that much beyond the PCIe gen three spec, you know? Um, and it also depends on the application actually being able to make use of all that bandwidth, sure. right? It's like the bandwidth is all well and good, but if you're not actually 
needing to transfer that much stuff. Do I need to transfer more than a ton or 128 or 125, no, 28 gigabytes of data across of, Hmm. of rendered data? If you're trying to do 144 frames, maybe you do. Yeah. But if you're only trying to do 30 or 60. Yeah. I would love to do 144 frames. That would be sick. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, that's the kind of understanding you have to have, right? It's like, okay, well, I bet your PC will continue to be pretty fine if you restrict yourself to like 1080 or 1440p for many years to come, right? Yeah, but you're you not going to be getting. If you don't need to turn it all the way up to frames. 11. What was that, Mike? Right. I said, if you don't need to turn your settings all the way up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the new, the new boards are pretty crazy. Uh, one of the new things coming with both manufacturers chips that we discovered i don't know if you looked as deeply into this it sounds like maybe we all did uh finally not just graphics cards will be using ddr5 after how many years jeez uh processors will be able to start using ddr5 too and the new gen won't use ddr5 ram on the motherboard uh guys explain to me how we could have CL40 cards or uh, sticks and not worry about it. So this one is surprisingly easy, right? Andrew, when he says CL, is talking about the cast latency, which is a really a, a column address latency. I think that's what it is. Anyway, I looked this up at some point and then I forgot. Immediately gone. <laughs> anyway, whatever. The, the definition doesn't matter. Uh, CAS latency or CL latency or CL is a measurement of the amount of time it takes for like to change a certain piece of the RAM so that you could address something else to get a different piece of information out of it, right? Yeah. Do you know what's more important than that? Megahertz. Latency is all well and good. Yeah, exactly. Megahertz. <laughs> so if you're going to buy RAM, here's what you do. Find your motherboard. Find the maximum allowed speed you can get on the motherboard and get RAM of that speed, right? <laughs> oh, oh, that is worth way more than any amount of change in the cast timing or latency. I guess we should explain megahertz uh, is like throughput, right? Uh, megahertz means how yes. much data can it chunk through at one time before it has to be switched over. And if you can chunk through way more data at a time before you have to switch over, it kind of doesn't matter how much the latency is. Right. And so if you, you know, if you get RAM that is like, uh, choose a common, like uh, 1600 right, <laughs> is relatively slow, what? but available speed. What, what year is this? Right? 1600. I don't know. Whatever. 1995. <laughs> the point is, it's a, it's a speed that's out there, right? If you have RAM that is 1600 speed, you will notice a much bigger improvement by going to 3200 speed than you will by getting 1600 speed RAM with a cast latency of nine instead of a cast latency of 20, right? Those differences, the cast latency differences are very small and don't matter at all in comparison to the speed. Literal nanoseconds, right? Yeah. And like that isn't going to give you more frames. Like if you're talking about between two pieces of RAM, one has lower cast latencies than the other one and they're the same price, sure, get the one with the lower latency. Why not? 
but it's going to be a constant comparison, right? Like your budget is going to have to fight for all of these things. And if you're going to fight for stuff, pick the faster RAM before you pick the lower latency RAM. Yeah, every it was, time. It was kind of a shock, though. I don't know if you were. Did you? Did anybody look into DDR5 RAM? First of all, you can't buy it yet. It comes out along so the, with all this other stuff. Uh, interesting story. Cast latency has increased with every version of DDR RAM. No, no kidding. If you go back to DDR3, you can get RAM with cast latency of like seven, five. Yeah, and I have four, 14 or sixteen in this computer now. DDR4 RAM, you're on. You know, you're in the like twelve to sixteen to twenty something plus yeah. range, right? And DDR5 is looking like forty or more. Yeah. So the it's mathematical and you can kind of predict it unless there's some sort of breakthrough with how it works with DDR5, right? Uh, and like there will probably be like, you know, overclocked RAM and stuff that will come out later, which allows them to get a little lower and a little better. Or they invent a new chip that's like 2% faster over here so they can say 38 and yeah. that kind of stuff. Do you see the maximum speed now? That's uh, a lot. Yeah, like non-overclocked, Michael. What do you think what it is? is? I, ooh. Um trying to think what are we Just plug and play on the board on? with an intel chip not a uh, regular atx board not micro because sometimes the micros can only handle certain speeds yeah uh, 6400 oh wow he went he overshot it <laughs> did I? I i went a little too high then pretty sure it's 5400 yeah okay yeah Pretty. Well, guess what? If they were able to get to 3200 on DDR4, uh, pretty safe bet they will eventually get to 6. Well, so 54 is the stock amount. They're already talking about overclocking up to 10,000. Yeah, right. Ooh. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, it, you you mentioned budgets, JJ. So I think, you know, like if people want to read the news, it's fascinating to go through the uh intel numbers on their new chip right and be like yeah it's 20 percent faster at everything okay well i believe you (laughs) then the most recent intel processors yeah it's like okay well that's good yeah theoretically i'm very i mean it makes you feel like oh maybe i should wait and i'll discuss when it's my turn but like part of me is like maybe i should wait i don't know but then yeah you know it's gonna be extremely expensive to build one of those new computers uh extremely and michael's point of support maybe not being all the way there um but you know and with that chip comes new motherboards new ram new pci components new everything and it's really kind of cool i for anybody interested in our component class series just stick your head out there you know go to asus's website and see what they're bringing out because there's a lot of cool stuff on their list um but it uh it gave me the itch you guys because i have pci3 on this board i'm curious if i need to get out there and look for some pcie4 uh it's get getting to be like maybe my processor's kind of old <laughs> compared to what's available now did anybody else get the build itch or am i the only one so i had been uh i had been planning on trying to build a new box this year for a while um you know before all the shortages of everything hit shortages of what (laughs) (laughs) you haven't heard shortages of literally anything 
Sure. If you have an empty container truck, Andy, I can tell you how to make some money. <laughs> I don't even need a container truck. I'll just go walk onto a lot. Apparently, they don't have enough drivers. I can't get chlorine from my pool because it's sitting on the platform at the manufacturer. They can't get enough truck drivers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, put that college degree to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to be away from your family for... 12 to 15 hours at a time more consider trucking yeah <laughs> yeah maybe we'll see how this puppy goes <laughs> uh sorry michael go ahead no i was just saying that that i i hear what you're saying about having the itch to build a, a new box yeah what are you looking at have you been picking have you been parting have you been or are a you just kind of like still maybe um, doesn't matter because you don't have a card or yeah i don't have a card but i've been i've been sort of picking and uh picking at a few parts here um the ryzen 5 5600 for the cpu oh okay Consid- considered currently the uh like best gaming one out there yes more cores is sort of unnecessary. The five, it's the Ryzen five, right? Ryzen five six zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's considered like one of the better ones in theory, especially as as JJ said for gaming. Like uh, if, because if that's what you're intending to build a mm-hmm. to build for, then anything else beyond that is going to be a little excessive. Really, not even like an i nine or something. <laughs> Again. That's not comparative, right? You're talking about now Intel versus AMD. Yeah, and- but uh, yeah, it, AMD stops out. So if it's, it goes across, right? Ryzen 5 is roughly equal to i5, i7, Ryzen 7. They name each other across the way. Uh, kind of? Yeah, they each they each kind of have an analog yeah. on the other side of the fence. Okay. Um, but if you look at the, if you look at the benchmarks, the... The Ryzen 5600 outperforms its Intel counterparts, and for the price especially. Yeah, that's the real thing, is that not only are the Ryzen versions of their Intel counterparts currently less expensive, they are generally less expensive. Yeah. They are all also uh, better, more performant for the price. Sure. And so at that point, you're just like, well, why wouldn't if you're rebuilding from scratch, why wouldn't you get one? They're cheaper and they perform better. Sure. For what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Winning this all around. I mean, I'm looking at a chart right now. Average frame per second on. uh, Let's see. 1440p. You're looking at a bunch of nine series processors and then the Ryzen 5. Right. Yeah. So you're 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 450, Ryzen 5, 300. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, yeah, you could get that $450 one, right? Yeah, and you're or talking you about... for those five or $600 ones, or even the $700 one at the very top, right? Right, and you're talking but about... Why? Let's see. Uh, nine series is at like 160, and that Ryzen 5 is at 155. Five frames per second. Michael, you're making me change my ideas around all over the place here, my man. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, I'm making you think. That's the, that's that's the, the point, point of the component podcast, class, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did it. It's over. I'm starting a new build right now. 
Oh man. And do people, I mean, they've, they've, they've become the kind of the go-to, right? This, this generation. I, they have beaten the pants off of Intel in terms of performance and in terms of price, this most recent CPU generation, like what you would before, you know, the previous generation, they were like, it was kind of a toss up. Sure. And we already said at that point, like kind of leaning AMD. And then now, like, I think you would be a fool to not get it at the current you know, ones. And again, Intel could release these new ones this year and then it'll just be like, LOL, just getting back to Intel. Right. Right. But like, this is good, right? (laughs) Isn't this like how it's supposed to work? They release one and then the other company comes out and says, we can do better. And here you go. And then they say, well, now we can do better. And here you go. And like, you know, every the consumer wins. What is the quote? Capitalism is supposed to work. What is the quote? Competition breeds excellence. Right. I don't remember. Iron sharpens iron. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, but and and but yeah, the 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 six thousand generation of Ryzen's is rumored to be just around the corner too. Yeah. So Intel's move this year, and then AMD will counterpunch next year. And so you know the eternal question for the budget-minded PC builder is, when do you hop on the train? Right. Yeah. And I think I I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, and I think you can you can kind of split people into two camps, maybe, of thought, which are, do you want to build a box that you could incrementally upgrade down the line, or do you want to build a box that you can just build it and forget about it until the next time you're going to build a whole new one? A max out versus an increment. Right, because that that could determine which side of the wait versus buy now debate you come down on. Yeah, I think that's a very astute point, Michael. Yeah, I think it's it's one that I wanted to bring up because it's one of the things I thought about with this PC that's sitting in front of me here. And so I bought two sticks of RAM instead of four because I thought, oh, I can always buy the other two, right? I bought a lower end CPU saying, well, I'll buy this one. And if it doesn't work out, I'll move up to an I seven or an I nine. Right. Um, the graphics card could easily be updated from a 1070 to a 30 on this board. And yeah, it would have PCI gen three instead of PCI gen four. I'd probably lose 10% of the performance roughly. Um, Due to the pa- but it would work. Pa- yeah, it would yeah. absolutely work. It's just um, PCI gens also provide more power through the board. Um, my my power supply is technically not strong enough, no matter what I do uh, in here at this point in time. Those this new generation of cards sucks a lot of power, you guys. Also worth noting, the AMD CPUs use less power than their Intel counterparts currently, and I believe that's expected to continue. So the new Intel ones, which they pointedly did not mention the power draw was are expected to still be higher than the current gen AMD ones. Yeah. So the real question here becomes, you know, uh, am I at the place where, you know, with gen five coming, I should stick with the computer that I have and just sort of incrementally update it. Or do we think that the uh, nine series, CPUs like nine, I think it's a nine seven zero zero that I could upgrade to, or a nine nine zero zero, right? Um, are, are you, wait, are you talking about the new Intel ones? That are no, 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 I this, this is the board that I'm sitting on right now. Oh, oh the one you, yeah, have. right, right. 
uh, will hold up to a 3080 or get bottlenecked, right? Um, it's not, I can't overclock on the board. Unfortunately, they didn't, they gave me a deal on an H series versus a Z series. I think we, did we talk about this? How to make sure that your board, if you want to overclock, you need to make sure to get a board that can, um, there's a lot going on there in terms of like what, what to think about. And I'm kind of a little bit lost. I was hoping to pick your guys' brains about where you were at mentally. And so Michael, where did you land on? I'm going to build something that I can upgrade or I could build something that's maxed out. How are you feeling about that? Cause I, that that's kind of how I viewed it. My last couple computers and it panned out once. And now I'm wondering if it's going to pan out this time. So I think, I think for me, the last time I built a box, I definitely built for the high end, higher end of what was available with the idea of it just being a complete build and it would be what it was. And I would run with it for as long as I could. Um, I think I still fall on that side of the debate only because the being on the other side, the incremental upgrades to me would feel like kind of a slippery slope, right? Of like always, always trying to chase a little bit better or a little bit better or a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right. And at a, at a certain point you're the, the finances of that start to build up yeah. <laughs> depending on, you know, depending on how, how hard you go at it mm-hmm. as opposed to just making the, the one-time investment. And sure, maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit more upfront, but in the long run, it's cheaper. Yeah. Well, and I think it, JJ it is important in this discussion to always say that like, Hey, if you want to stick it out, like, you can. You just have to be willing to accept lesser performance for a while going forward, right? Sure. And you definitely can do that. J- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, Andy. I was just gonna say I don't. We haven't heard yet if you got the build itch, and uh, I would hope you did, considering that you are also the holder of a card. But uh, before yeah. before we get to it, did you do you land on a side of this debate? I, I don't know if we really talked about it while we were doing that PC build video forthcoming TM soon a Blizzard time. Uh, Whenever, <laughs> hmm? uh, um, I I think that in I am starting to lean more towards the direction that Michael has has espoused here, and I think over time I think I had ambitions of doing the other way when I bought this PC currently, and then I didn't really follow through. I saw, I upgraded RAM once, and then that was kind of it. Um, this motherboard is pretty old. My CPU in it is older than that even and i just didn't follow through with upgrading it more right and i think it's at the point where if i upgraded if i i i have to start over because the motherboard and cpu are like aged out right and so if i'm going to start over i might as well start over at the end of a generation and just get high-end stuff and then kind of leave it since i didn't do a good job of upgrading before it doesn't seem like I'm likely to get better at it going forward. <laughs> um, so I think that's sort of where I've fallen. And, you know, obviously there are still parts that can always be upgraded, right? You can get faster RAM. It's very easy to add, you know, two more sticks of that um, uh, versus, you know, starting off with four or whatever. Um, but pro- I don't, I suspect, but I don't know that the a- eventually one of these new versions of AMD stuff will break compatibility with their older motherboards as well 
Yeah, or do they um, keep their sockets longer? Intel leaves their stock sockets two generations and then they change it every single time. So AMD's current socket, the AM4, has been in use for a pretty long time. Uh, but the motherboard chipsets don't follow that same right. So like you may have a socket that could technically fit the chip, but the chipset on the motherboard that runs all the rest of the peripherals on it doesn't support your cpu oh interesting in some instances they have done updates where you can like update the bios of the board to support these newer cpus Mm -hmm. but you're not guaranteed to get that every time right and you're sort of at the whim of the company deciding that like eh, we want to do new motherboards now right sure um so the current 5000 series is supported on most of the motherboards that support amd 3000 series chips but there's no guarantee that the 6000 series will be and so we don't we don't know i think after a couple nights of sitting with parts lists and stuff like that i've been sitting here staring at this computer and wondering like do i gut do i upgrade do i build new and leave this one behind and i'm i'm starting to lean with build new i don't i'm maybe a clean break is just better you know i think my, I will certainly end up carrying over some components just because they are still good. And like, I'm not going to get rid of my hard drives or my M.2 drive, which both work, right? I mean, yeah, I'm probably going to blow away the Windows install and start over. That's just kind of, you don't, it's not going to go good if you plug your old Windows install into a new PC. Yeah. You know, I tried to go with this build. We talk about it. We talked about it a lot. Um, the current build as economical as I could. I built it for roughly, you know, $2,000 and I built really a good amount of performance into it at that point in time. Obviously it's outclassed now significantly since it's sitting on a 10 series card. Um, but things like making decisions about putting a, my main drive as a 500 gigabyte drive in there, you know, really have started to backfire as we've done more podcast and video work and as games like call of duty <laughs> are hundreds of gigabytes large. Um, and that trend isn't reversing no. despite what console makers would have you believe there's no way it, it will go down bigger. Right. Yeah. And while it could be solved by adding another drive again, this board can't take another M.2 drive. So it'd have to run stuff off of uh, SATA. And then you're talking about six gigabits a second and maybe whether or not that'll be fast enough to run games in the future. Um, maybe. I think you're probably relatively safe having a main drive for most of your stuff with that's M.2 and then a secondary drive that or drives that are SATA. But yeah, like, will you be able to run games off those SATA drives in the future? No, because I mean, guaranteed. all the manufacturers for consoles are using M.2 drives now, right? Right. So, yeah. yep. But I mean, with the with the way that storage sizes keep going up, you can get a uh, you can One. get you can take care of all your storage with a SATA. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Samsung's new uh, QVO uh, QVO SSDs which are sat up six gigabit, but for some reason, I don't know why <laughs> it's not like, I mean, I guess it's a different controller and the QVO controller is much cheaper, but they're doing four terabyte 2.5 inch drives now. I mean, set six gigabit is kind of what you get with SATA. There's no, like, no, I know faster. Speed. No, I'm saying like, oh, why not take that and put it on an M2 chip? I don't know. 
you know, must be. Uh, it's more expensive. Right? Yeah, and significantly. The form factor is different. Yeah. So, but there are two terabyte M2s out there. Yeah, and I'm thinking, but you see, so it. like budget-minded me. And one terabyte ones aren't that bad. No, but the, one terabyte ones are probably about what I paid at the time that we bought all the components for this current PC, right? Prices have, prices at least for storage and RAM have not shot through the roof like everything else has. Um, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> it might be time to, uh, to... I mean, to give you to give you a comparison, Andy, I'm the, the parts list that I have here has a, a main and a primary storage on it. The primary is an NVMe M2 2 terabyte. It's 240. The backup is a one terabyte, two and a half. It's 230. So, uh, but you just get the Samsung 870 QVO. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying too much for uh, per terabyte because those are 180. Yeah. You know, dollar per gigabyte storage has never been cheaper right you can still get spinning plate hard drives and you can get like five terabytes and 10 terabytes in those things and they are dirt cheap yeah, i'm done with spinning right? plates too noisy i'm trying to build the quietest computer i can so you know that's also something to consider right that if you have other desires that you know don't align out of most fps you may have to make some changes yeah right yeah well, does anybody have uh, specific things they want to talk about in, in the their research they've come across for building? I mean, I, I've come across quite a bit of interesting things uh, looking at parts. I think it, it surprised me a lot as I've been researching the AMD chips to learn that they don't come with CPU coolers. Intel's uh, cutting their coolers in 12th Gen 2. Oh, interesting, because that was always something that whenever, uh, to be fair, I've only bought an Intel chips when I built before, but they always came with a cooler. And like my impression was always that unless you were like really trying to overclock it a ton, the stock Intel cooler was perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Or if you wanted something quieter. Right. Uh, and so I've never bothered to buy an aftermarket CPU cooler because why the Intel one was fine. And uh, since I'm looking at buying an AMD chip now, uh, I need to, figure out what's good <laughs> um that's been an interesting journey for me and a segment of the market that i've completely ignored. so did you have you been researching liquid coolers because a lot of uh the stuff i've run into recently when thinking about maybe possibly hell building no. a new one is a liquid cooler no hell no why i'm not I'm not getting into that stuff that stuff's insane no dude. it's not just the aio like self-contained liquid cooler no you're crazy why all <laughs> Too many times have I heard horror stories about stuff leaking, stuff being hard to fit, stuff not doing the, you know, like, having weird problems with hoses. Uh, no, no, never. You can never get me to do liquid cooling. No Wow. Way. I put one on this I've computer. seen people ruin thousands of dollars of computer parts <laughs> by doing liquid com- liquid cooling wrong and just, like, dumping mineral oil all over their board and stuff. It's horrible. Oh. Well, this one, they're pretty self-contained these days. You don't, you're not supposed to mess with them. I mean, good. No one should be messing with them because <laughs> if you spill the liquid on your on your computer parts, you're screwed. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I've been looking at a lot of um, Noctua and their like CPU cooling but solutions, which are known for being. I love my Noctua fans. Very minimal design. I love them. They are such good fan. They are so quiet. The I have four Noctua fans in here right now, and they're the only things in here. I'm like. Mm. If I got rid of this, I have to rip those out. 
<laughs> yeah, so that that's been uh, on my list of stuff to uh, to research and look at if I can find a good price on one of those guys. Okay. I'm also learning about the world of RGB lighting, which is way more popular than I thought it was. It's still a thing. <laughs> it's extremely very much so. Yeah, like I, I'm very surprised at how much it is a thing, and uh, I don't think I want it. <laughs> but good on people who do, I guess. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Please make parts that don't have it, though. I would rather my my room be dark. I think you can Although find I do play with the lights on most of the time. I think you can find plenty of people that uh make them that are not you know not RGB. No, it's, it's cheaper and you can, but like no not always though, surprisingly. Sometimes you can get RGB stuff for Oh cheaper. no, you can get it, but it's cheaper to make without, right? So there's usually somebody you who would makes think, it without. Right? Yeah, there there are always people that make it without it. It's just a question of like, well, I mean, this one is faster than what the RP is like is is the lighting a problem or would I rather have the faster memory? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't share your aversion to liquid cooling uh, when it's not like one of those customs. I would never, ever, ever try to do a custom system, but like NZXT sells a million of those Kraken coolers a year and there's no hullabaloo over people ruining their computers with them. I'm sure it has gotten so much better than the last time I ever saw anyone mess with it. it I, I just, I'm scarred for life. It's man. just I so much quieter. Back. You know, then you have a pump and you have to, that pump has to be quiet and whatever fan cools that pump has to be quiet. So it's not like you're getting no fans. It's just one much smaller fan <laughs> or two. You can go with a 280 or 240. Oh. Or who knows, right? They have 360. all kinds of different ones. They right? have huge. I mean, massive. Yeah. An interesting issue I've run into. I don't know, Michael, if you wanted to go next, but I could I could take over the floor here for a second. Uh, when we bought those cards, JJ, yours came with something and mine came with something. <laughs> Which is maybe why you're looking at an AMD maybe next. Uh-huh. Uh, mine came with a Gigabyte Z590 Aorus Pro motherboard. Mm-hmm. That's an ATX motherboard, which won't fit in the case that I have. Uh, see, I have a full-size desktop case, so the full, the ATX motherboard that I got will fit. It is also a board that will not fit the chip that I have. Now you're running into bigger problems. Yeah. Uh, so the question problems. is, does this board go on uh, raffle or help out someone else in the team that needs one? Or do I say, you know what? That's enough of an incentive to maybe move up to an 11th gen processor and leave this PC behind. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a similar set of situations, right, where I already knew my mother- motherboard was going to need to be replaced, so getting a new one wasn't, like, unwelcome. Uh, but it wouldn't have been this one that I would have chosen, right? Sure. Yet yet here I am, right? So, I don't know. It's not like a sunk cost fallacy, I hope, but <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to build on this one since I have it already, and it is an AMD one. Um, so, you know. Yeah gonna go for it i think 
What are you thinking, Michael? Where are you at mentally here? <laughs> we gotta hear. We gotta um, hear what weird stuff you've I'm, run into. No, I've been. I've kind of been eyeing one of the um, one of the Asus Strix motherboards. Dude, they're so nice. The Strix motherboards are so good. Strix stuff in general is hard to pass up, right? I mean, like, you know, they've tested the heck out of it, and. Uh, when I was looking at the 690 series of boards that they're coming out with, boy, oh boy, <laughs> some of those look really good. They have a white one now, and I'm like, ah, that's the next gen, though. I don't, I don't think I want one of those. But <laughs> you know, ignore. You know, speaking of RGB lighting, those Asus Strix boards all support Asus's like color sync. Yeah, uh, most stuff. of the gaming like color sync stuff, it will coordinate all the colors on your RGB. So board. that's I got a gigabyte motherboard with the gigabyte 3080 that we ended up getting. Uh, so they both work together with gigabytes version of that. Yeah, and each manufacturer has its own version, mm-hmm. and they don't play nice with mm-hmm. each other. Of course. of course, of course not. No, why could that? Why could there be one series of of you know commands that could do all of it for everybody when there could be seven? Why have standards? Why not just have everything be? Yeah, what is what standards? What is this? Europe? I like that this smaller part manufacturer. So, like, I got some new RAM, uh, which was T Force, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. which will work with my cr- highly regarded that T4 stuff. What's that? It's well regarded that T4 uh, stuff. I've been looking. Uh, at. Yeah, that's why I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also came in white. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a byproduct. I was like, eh, whatever. If it doesn't come in white, oh, it does come in white. Uh, on the front of this box, one MSI Mystic Lighting Sync, two RGB Fusion 2.0 Gigabyte. Three, Asus Aura Sync. Four, AS Rock Polychrome Sync. Five, RGB. <laughs> yeah. It turns out that all the all the RAM manufacturers have gone, we support all of them. And guys. so have the CPU cooler manufacturers, and so have the off brand uh uh video card makers like you know Zotac and all those people. Uh, and even some of the case manufacturers have have gotten on board with like uh we'll just put in support for all of it i guess the case manufacturers just slap a strip of led lights on there and they just plug it in right doesn't we support we support as long as as your motherboard supports it that's a good point if you have a plug for this it's supported yep yeah uh the motherboard that i bought is a like quote-unquote workstation motherboard so not only does it not support any of that stuff it is jet black in every respect (laughs) there is no color whatsoever interesting so that might be worth a discussion i mean like if you ever so one of the ways michael was talking about earlier well do you want to upgrade it or whatever one of the the problems i'm running into is that let's say i stick with what i have now right i don't have a way to overclock what i have now so i can't go in there and be like okay well it'll be fine another couple years because i can you know, I'm near the end of the life, so it doesn't matter if I push it a little harder. Let's overclock this thing because my board won't overclock. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be worth considering a different board if you're thinking about going higher end and, and sticking with it longer. So this one does support some level of overclocking, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't support like as many different varied 
uh, capabilities as some of the more gaming-focused ones. Uh -huh. But then it also supports a bunch of weird stuff via the software that comes with it that, like, no one would ever use in a home capacity, but might be useful, like, if you had this on a server rack or something. Like, it supports you connecting to the motherboard directly to the BIOS through the chipset and the Ethernet ports. So you can, like, remote into your BIOS and stuff. Very strange, like, hmm. set of capabilities that this thing supports. For a home computer, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it has two full uh, PCIe 4.0 lanes, which is very rare. So, like, I could run, in theory, SLI cards here on this. But, like, why? <laughs> why would you ever do that? I feel like those, like, SLI is always a scam um, for all of the various things that's whatever the uh amd version of is a scam too just like don't get two video cards just i think i think it get a better one there later. was a purpose for it in 1998 maybe you know 2001 like always having the biggest and best of a certain generation is i guess something but at this point you should just wait two years and buy one that's double the power or you know one and a half times as good as the two that right. you have yeah, I really am left kind of like wondering. I'm staring at parts list. I have a parts list for keeping the computer. I've got three different ones. <laughs> I've got keeping the computer I've got, <laughs> right? And just slapping the new card in it with a new set of sticks of RAM and some more, uh, a little higher maybe CPU and a new uh, power supply. And then there's uh upgrading with the board because the board is ATX, which means I'd need a new case. And that's basically a brand new build. I'm not bringing anything across at that point. Right. Uh, and then there's something in the middle, which is like, well, if I just get a different motherboard and a new processor, then I'm, I'm saving the case and a few other parts in here. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like there's three roads to go on and none of them feel very good. I'm kind of like in a lurch here. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you where that I I have to upgrade the power supply because the one I have isn't going to cut it. And I have this new motherboard and my old one needs to be upgraded anyway. So I sort of, but I, I really like this case and I like this hard drive and the set, uh, you know, the storage options that I have. So I don't think I'm going to completely rebuild, but I'm, you know. You're gutting. I feel like once you, re once you replace the motherboard and the CPU, you're kind of rebuilding, yeah. right? I, yep. I'd call yours a gutting, right? Like my middle of the road option that I'm looking at is a gutting where I just rip everything out. I, I sell off this larger motherboard and go with a smaller one, but I'm still gutting everything out to go to PCIe four and, uh, get up to an 11th gen, uh, to kind of keep the fastest thing that exists now, maybe as things start to go on sale as 12th gen comes out here, you know, who knows? Who knows? Do we think things are going to go on sale as our maybe our last piece? Of, Michael, you've got a good barometer for this type of stuff. You, you're always on top of it with what Micro Center and all these other people are going to hit us with. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, what have I seen recently? Um, the RAM prices for one recently have been have been relatively good, and I've seen a lot of stuff on sale. Where for a long time there, we weren't seeing anything in the way of RAM sales. I think we talked about that on a previous episode yeah um 
But yeah, um, we touched on it a little bit, but hard drive, like the price of hard drives has never been better. Oh, it's um, so, I mean, it's terrible, but it's also so good. Yeah. I mean, you can get, you can get terabyte solid state drives for. Yeah. If especially, especially if you're not brand specific. Songs, man. Oh yeah. yeah. You can get them for a song if you want. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, in general, just the the same advice. Look out for like Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up. <laughs> As always, right? Like keep your keep your ear to the ground on that one. Yeah. All right. Well, we managed to do <laughs> do all of one topic tonight, which is, I think, I'm glad I got a lot of it off my chest because now you know what I've been going through privately. <laughs> I've only been <laughs> summing, sending some of it to the chat. But the component class was was needed. I, there's so much that has all of a sudden just whipped into existence in the last. You know, it felt like two years of of uh, factory shutdowns and slowdowns for imports and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, the manufacturers are still like, you know what? There's new stuff here, and it's it's way different. Even though it may not feel different, and uh, that sparked a little bit of uh, FOMO, huh? At least on my part. Anyway. I think, you know, these series of cards have been a pretty big turning point compared with the previous ones, these these 30 series NVIDIA cards. So I think it's likely that the 40 series will be less of a huge jump. Not that they won't be better. They will be because that's how this stuff works. But the jump from 30 to 40 will be a lot smaller than from 20 to 30. My guess. But again, who knows? That's generally how it goes, right? And wh- whenever these are announced, I haven't seen any announcement for the 40 series cards, but if you've seen announcements for the 40 series cards that we missed. You can send those to podcast at weweregamers.com. We will also be on the hunt for that information. So please forward it our way. We will also be uh, on social media at we Were Gamers on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Check us out on all of those. Uh, and, you know, hit that smash that little uh, subscribe button and hit that bell on YouTube to get these sweet videos straight to your feed, man. Stuff's very important. And follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're on, gosh, all of them, man. I don't know. Do people still leave reviews on those? Do that too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Put a thumbs up on a video on YouTube or whatever. You know, I people are every little bit out there. (laughs) I, I, I'm amazed at at uh, where they think prices might be for the 40 series cards. Now that people have been willing to pay, you know, exorbitant amounts for 30 series cards, Nvidia might just come out with standard thousand dollar prices. The latest rumor mongering is that Nvidia is going to cut down production of their 30 series cards to keep the prices high. So, don't get excited for that. Which is part of why. Uh, NVIDIA and Intel CEOs did not see an end in sight to these problems. It's not a problem for them, uh-uh. right? They're selling everything they're, as fast as they can make it. That's not if a they sell what they are making, they're making a little less and their margins are significantly higher. What's the problem? Yeah. Thanks, capitalism. <laughs> Man, we should talk about games next time. <laughs> <laughs> Us? Games? No. Never, never again. 
commit to never talking. About I wonder how we could, how long we could go before the emails start to be like, so, uh, <laughs> we were gamers is a really true title, huh? I really am. I'm, I'm stuck with three ideas, you know? Yeah. Of like, do I, do I just stick it out, you know, longer, wait for the current gen, uh, not current gen, uh, next gen, the, the sixth gen, start buying those pieces, but live on this with a 3080 in it. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah. I think that might be it. I don't know. What does that look like? Let's see. Edit parts list. Save that. Uh, is that really what's in there? An 8500K? No wonder it's so slow. <laughs> Just kidding. What is that? Name? What the current CPU is in my computer. Ah. I mean, I'm still, I've still got an i7 4790K. 47 yeah four you're on a four series card or four series yeah core that can't be right you're on an i7 4790 4790k did you overclock it it's it's said no i didn't it's seven years old at this point though so back then good god eight megabytes of cash yeah. Cash hasn't gone up that much. Although with the next gen, they're going to go up to a huge amount to like 32 megabit caches. Dear Lord. That's an old processor. Yeah, but it's been, it's been fine for yeah. me. I got to change out this memory. T-Force extreme pretty lost about what is the right thing to do because i yeah, could there's, there's just so many directions yeah there's every avenue right there's every avenue of which direction i could go i could i could start a rebuild with this gigabyte you know because the gigabyte card matches the gigabyte board you yep. know and they'll all work together really nice i'm sure you know or i could Pull the processor. You know, we didn't even talk about, but I'm, I was wondering, JJ might have to answer this one, or maybe you know the answer. How much stuff can I change out before Windows is like, ah, ah, ah? Oh, you know, I haven't looked, so I haven't looked into what the what the limits on Windows 11 are. Oh, what do you mean? Well, the you know when I when I built this machine, it was. I had to to keep in mind that it was going to be built with Windows 8, and that was right on the cusp of 10 coming out. So while Windows 8 only supported X level, Windows 10 might support Y. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was a there was a well. Can I get away with if if I go the route of putting something into the computer more than what Windows 8 could access? 
but I'm just waiting till Windows 10 comes along and then can access it. Is that worth it? Mm-hmm. And I haven't I haven't looked into whether or not that uh, there is that kind of a jump from 10 to 11. Right. I mean, I, I remember it was more likely in the past. Maybe that's not a thing anymore. I'll put it in the chat. Um, but there was always the like, oh, if you change your processor and your hard drive and this thing and that thing all at the same time, Windows would be like, nope, this isn't a real computer anymore and I don't want to work. And it'll tell you like, you need to get a new yeah. license because you're on a new computer. And even though it's not true, right? And it's, I mean, it's getting to the point too, where, you know, if you do a little bit of homework, you almost can't go wrong with any way you choose. If you do a little bit of homework, there's too many options. Right? Yeah. Like just going like, hmm, well, if I knew, if I move to a new case, I need a new liquid cooler, you know, because like if I move to a new case, then I might as well sell off this entire computer right here as like a whole unit and just be like, here, enjoy this gaming computer for X amount of dollars. But that's, I guess that's an option I could do. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that option. I don't know if it'd be better to part out parts than sell. It'd probably be better to part out parts, huh? Yeah. People would be more likely to buy parts than a whole PC online. Yeah, I think it would be easier. Shipping a whole PC is a pain anyway. No, that too, yep. It's broken. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. This computer doesn't look terrible either. <laughs> I need to update or upgrade the main drive or add another drive because I am out of space. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at a, a space bump on I mine. Do something because I, I and I need to like install games on a different drive or something, but I, I don't want to install them on not an M2, and I don't think I have another M2 port on this current you have just one I d- yeah i think it's just one m2 on this little board i guess i could always change out nobody makes these boards anymore i looked into it like the z390 uh, I, I can't replace with that uh is that what is that who's got what is that's a b560 that's not helpful yeah, nobody's got Z390 boards anymore. Mm-hmm. They're all used. <laughs> or they're the same price as the board that's over here. Right. You know, well, if I already have a board over here for free, so why why pay why yeah. pay for another board? I don't know. It's it's put me in a very awkward spot. I feel like personally i kind of envy you guys and the uh oh we're just starting over right yeah you know and, and it's not really not really a choice right like our our boxes are old enough that stuff just won't work with with the modern hardware anymore so yeah it's just uh you have to start yeah over. and that's kind of now why i'm landing on the like well why didn't why don't i just max out a new computer Right, like put a, you know, whatever you were saying, like the 
5600 series AMD in it on a overclockable board with the full memory and full, you know, the, this and that and the other thing and just max it out and then live on it as long as I can. Yep. Uh, I found an Asus Tough Series 30. Oh, there's an MSI one also. And an Aorus one. Okay. Oh, no, that's an eight. These are all ATX boards. That's why. No. They're not yep. micro ATX. Yep. Why do I? I keep putting in MATX and they never. Dang it. See, that's the case issue again. I think I love this smaller case that I'm in. But it is definitely a problem for the future. It's, it's limiting in some ways. Yeah. Definitely. I noticed um, I was researching newer motherboards. So like the i think the z590 right is the current gen intel board so a z590m which would be a micro atx board because of the space on it i guess the gigabit per second for the lan access is lower like you get one gigabit internet on a micro atx board but you get two and a half gigabit internet on the on a regular ATX board. I was like, what? And obviously there's more power stations on a larger board too, for better overclocking. Right. It's, um, I didn't realize how limited I I love the form fact. I mean, remember a while ago I was on a micro ATX case. Oh yeah. Uh, little little shelf shelf guy. Yeah. That I had. And that was, that worked pretty well for a while. Back when there wasn't so much difference in uh, performance per per capita, you could do it on three hundred watts. You could do everything on three hundred watts. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, man. Yeah. Back when we could do everything on three hundred watts. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs>